More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Yes, it is. And I'm so glad that you stayed with the show because I have some special guests. They were here on the previous episode, but I have Jennifer, I have Amanda, and I have Nicole. And it's such a privilege to have them because we are live. We're live at the church next door. So much fun. We're on the west side of Columbus, 5755 Fetter Road. And if you don't have a home church, I want you to come. I want you to come and visit us. We want to get to know you more. And you know, what's so exciting for me today is that these women do life with me on a regular basis. We, we serve the Lord together. There's nothing better, is there? So many times we gather women to pray. We gather women to study the Bible. We gather women just to have a good time. I think we've been to Cheesecake Factory to name a few things, but we have a great time together. And so it's a privilege and an honor to have them with us today. And we've been talking. Uh, on, yesterday we talked about Nicole when uh, she was bullied. And, you know, there are some tough things. But all three of them, they knew the Lord as children. They grew up in wonderful families and church. But then they had to, to mature and to grow on and to keep going. And so, Amanda, how did it go from there? You told us about the Easter dresses and, and accepting Christ <laughs> at the altar with your pastor. And, but where did your faith go from there? So I always knew that you know, Jesus was the center of my heart, and I understood everything that went with it, but I didn't, that's where it ended, and I just continued to go through life, and I was always taught, you know, you work really hard, you do what you need to do, have a good work ethic, and you're going to get things done, and so that's how I went through life. You know, you're told that in school, too. Your teachers tell you, you know, just make a goal, and you're going to shoot for it, and you're going to get it. And you do have a good work ethic. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> well, thank you. I, that's definitely because of my parents. I can say uh, that. They definitely have good, good ethics themselves. Um, but I did that through all my life. I would set a goal no matter what it was, and I'd get it. And I'd go to the next one and check the box, and I'd just keep on going. But I didn't have Christ with me. Not in a way that I knew he needed to be with me. But I felt like it was okay. I knew him. We're, we're good. And as, we, as I continued to go on through life, I came up to a roadblock. Mm. Um, I, there were things that had happened in my life. I had actually gotten a scholarship to Ohio State University Ooh, um, for ROTC. And I was, I was like, all right, I'm going to go in the Navy. It's going to be awesome. And then I lost my scholarship in a month. Oh. And I'm sitting here going all right, I'm already commuting to school. I'm trying to do all this on my own, and now I'm going to have to pay for it? Yeah, no. And so I decided that I'm going to go to Columbus State, and I'm going to mm -hmm. just continue to do my thought, what I plan to do. Well, I had to pay my way through school. You know, it's a very important thing to learn. You've got to work to earn things. I do that, and that's when I came to Walmart. Yes. And when I started there, I was just cashier making my way through school, but I liked what I was doing, and I've always been in leadership roles. Like I said, make those goals, get them gone. Mm -hmm. And then if they're going, well, why don't you become a supervisor? I become a supervisor. I keep doing that, lead people. Then it's become a manager. Okay, I become a manager. And I'm still, like, making the goals, getting it done. And... At this point, I've gone through several layers of management. We're 10, 15 years in, 
and I am leading a store here in Central Ohio. And if anybody's been to a Walmart, no matter where you're at, you know it's busy. Oh, (laughs) very, very busy. Um, Through that, though, there's lots of challenges and, you know, I'm not going to go through the mundane details, of course, but... I started not being able to succeed. I started not being able to set the goal and get it done, and I didn't know why. I was doing everything I was told. I'm asking for help. I'm reaching out to mentors, and it's not working. I start having anxiety attacks. Mm. I didn't know that's what they were. I just knew I I had shortness of breath. I was going, I was freaking out. I'm sitting here just breathing really hard. My chest was tight. I didn't know what to do. And finally I said, you know what? I can't do this on my own. And I had actually started my friend Alexis, who um, had asked me to come to the church next door. And I said, okay, I need to have some friends anyway. That's why I came to church. I wanted to make friends. And when that happened, I learned about having a relationship with the Lord. I learned about cracking open that Bible. It's not just a fashion accessory. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And when it happened, I'd always been scared, right? So when you first hear about a Bible, you're thinking Genesis and, you know, he begot, he and he begot, he. And I'm going, what is happening? This is not me. I I need something else. So I learn more. I find out that there's other versions to read and that there's really cool stories. I'm 35 at this time, but I had realized that, no, I can't do this on my own anymore. And I actually learned that there were verses in the Bible that could help me through anxiety. Mm, That's good. And from there, that's what I used. I'm like, okay, other people have gone through this thousands of years ago, so there must be something to it. And once that happened and I had these verses and I would speak them and I'd be able to detect it, and I really have a bad problem with self-talk. Negative self-talk was something that I go through, and I've learned that that's actually the enemy speaking. That's not me speaking, and that I have to fight it every single day. And because of that, those types of things, and going, no, stop, and literally saying, and I was walking down the hallway, and I'm thinking these things. I can't get it done. And I'm like, stop. Get out of here. I got to keep going. We're not here for this. I need to be able to be centered in the Lord, and this is not... This is not Jesus. So were your Bible verses helping you with that, that negative talk? Yes, it actually, um, Philippians 4, 6 is one, and then also it's Matthew, uh, Matthew 6. And uh, Philippians was the one that really got me through where it says, do not be anxious about anything and take everything to the Lord. And that's me paraphrasing. I'm sorry. that I'm not there yet, guys. I'm still real new with my Bible, but <laughs> that's great. That's what got me through. Wow. Did, was there a point of surrender in that? It sounds to me like you were, I can do it myself. Yep. And you're, you are such a high achiever. You are such an incredible worker. But at some point, it, it's not like you lose those good aspects of your personality, but it sounds like you needed to depend on God. How did, how did you pray that through? So something actually happened that literally brought me to my knees. I was told that I had two weeks to find another position Mm. that I couldn't stay at the store I was at or else I was just out of a job. And because I've been that, you know, get the goal, set the goal, make the goal person, and I've also been the breadwinner in my family, what? I'm not going to have a job. What are you talking about? Um, And so that's when I literally said, God, I sobbed 
on my living room floor, on my knees, just praying, I have to give this to you. I can't figure it out on my own. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Lord, just please help me get through this. I've got to take care of my family. And I can't say it was like instantaneous that it happened and you snap your finger and everything was great. But I was able to start getting through day by day. And the anxiety attacks started going down and I started having a little bit more fun at work again. And I'm like, okay, God, I know you want me to be here. This is where I'm supposed to be. Now show me. Obviously, I have to take you with me. You have to, <laughs> right. you have to guide me. And as I continued to read, I realized that I can't do this alone. It's not meant to be alone. That's mm-hmm. not what Christianity is designed for. We have to be with other people. We have to have God, not just as somebody you pray to and say, okay, amen, check the box, things are good. It's more like, let's talk throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I can't get through this moment. God, I need you with me. Help me to see what I've got to do. It's about having those moments no matter when it is and not being scared to have them. And once you have that type of relationship where he's not just, you know, he's not a swami. I had to learn that the hard way. He told me several times, like, you can't just rub the magic lamp and it's there. It was more about being able to find out that he could be the counselor. He could be your husband if you needed it. He could be your best friend. He could guide you spiritually, whatever it is, in all kinds of different matters of your life. Mm. And it just started crossing over. I love that moment of surrender on your living room floor. I think to me, there's always a turning point in each of our lives where we say, God, I can't. I can't do this on my own, and I need you. You be my everything. What about you, Jennifer? How Did you ever get to that point or one of those valleys on that paper that you mapped out that day in new member class? Yes, I have to say that, yes, there's definitely highs and lows throughout my life, so I'm so blessed. Um, at the same time, as I was thinking about speaking tonight, one of the things that just kept coming over and over in my mind was one of the low points, unfortunately. I am a crier, so that might happen. Oh, cr- <laughs> crying is good. We do lots of crying on the um, show. One of the low points, unfortunately, um, was partly due to my choices and partly um, with something that was done to me. Um, My choice was to uh, live the Christian life and go to all the Christian activities in college, but then also go to parties and drink a lot and have all the fun, right? Mm -hmm. Fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I say fun in quotations because... Yeah, not, doesn't, it doesn't fun. always lead to fun. Yeah. Um, and so one of the lowest points, truly, um, was that I was the victim of rape at a mm. party. Oh, my. Um, and so as you can imagine, all the emotions that come along with that, as well as just embarrassment and shame and uh, all kinds of things, um, I can truly say that it was so difficult to like overcome that, um, but also to know that no matter what, I was so surrounded still by family, by Christian friends, by God, of course, that truly, truly like helped restore my soul, um, heal my body, um, and really just helped me to overcome so much. And I'm just like so thankful that I can see um, no matter what circumstance there is that like I could truly still turn back to God and know that I could be forgiven. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. 
or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.